Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An Internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show. Today I have an incredible gift to the world, uh, and I'm blessed and honored that she is sharing it with me today, uh, as well as all of you. Her name is Regina Case. She has written an incredible book called Lead With Your Heart, Creating a Life of Love, uh, Compassion, and Purpose. Uh, and uh, the book is, is a New York Times bestseller, and, and uh, New York Times bestselling author Marianne Williamson uh, has endorsed this work. Uh, so you're going to be hearing a lot uh, from Regina Case. I would not be surprised if you would see her on Super Soul Sunday with Oprah coming up soon. How are you, my love? I am wonderful. Thank you so much. From your mouth to God's ears, perfect. <laughs> On both of those accounts. <laughs> oh. oh, well, you know they have, you, have, you have to speak it, speak it into existence, right? Absolutely, sir, and I'm so grateful for you speaking it into existence. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh, you know, of course I know about the book, and I've had the book for some time, and uh, I have shared it, and it's, it's, it's incredible. Talk to us about... Um, why you wrote this book, uh, because you went through some things. I think you were talking about at age 43, you went through a, uh, a, a transformation, you know, uh, and, uh, and a transition, if you will, that um, changed you. Uh, can you. Can you kind of give us an understanding of what that was and then how that transferred into uh, this phenomenal piece of work that you have? I was uh, going through... A major pity party on my 43rd birthday. I was mm. I was all alone, and and there were, you know, a cake and balloons, and no one was showing up but me. And it was probably the best gift that I've ever received in my entire life to feel so down, so lonely, so out of sorts, so victimized that mm. uh, it was just a huge, huge, huge culmination of a lot of years of anger. Mm-hmm. A lot of years of raging against a system and, and beliefs that I just couldn't change. And what happened for me that day, and, and which began the process of, of healing myself for good, was a complete surrender. It, it was the most phenomenal thing. I was arguing with myself. You know how we do that with our mind? Sure. <laughs> I was having a huge argument with myself, and all of a sudden a miracle happened, and I really believe that with all of my heart. It was the best gift. A little voice from with I was having this hor- horrible party and really complaining about my life, and a little voice from within my heart said, ask me a question. Who do you think is actually responsible for creating the life that you want? And Philippi, in that moment, my soul answered, and I heard it, and uh, it was just two words. I am. Wow. And in that particular moment, it was like the 
glasses had been ripped from my face. I could finally see the things that were blocking my ears from hearing. That wisdom that's within us was gone. I could hear that what I believe to be that higher, wiser part that's in each of us, and I call it the heart. And for the first time, I really, I'd listened to it before in my life, but for the first time, I felt that it was actually a part of me. And I tell you what, wow, that was huge. This is the reason that I spent the years that I've done writing this book. I've given up a traditional work world, and not a surprise. I sort of had an inkling from that higher, wiser voice that said, this is what you need to do to share your heart with the world. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it's an honor and a privilege to do that. So, you know, I did turn down the big money and the big house and the big car and all of that other stuff that for so many years I searched for and actually had at one time and just didn't fill the holes within my heart. But I tell you what, sharing my heart with others because and my experience is the best gift that I can do and that's the reason that I wrote this book. It is the guidelines and the steps that I take every single day that has resulted in me creating a life that is so far removed from victim. I am no longer lonely, I am happy, and I am surrounded by love coming outside of me and coming into me. I, it is just amazing. That is fantastic. I I, I honor your, your journey and, and uh, your being able to, to share it. So talk to us about that part of sharing it. Um, you know, obviously, uh, happiness and success, um, we all want it, we all chase it. Um, what is your definition of it? How, how, or how has your definition of success and happiness changed? Success for me today has nothing to do with what I acquire, acquire, sorry, <laughs> acquire mm-hmm. outside of myself. And it has everything to do with living aligned with the values of my heart. I believe that today success for me is creating the greatest legacy that I possibly can leave uh, every day. I'm not talking about when I pass away, but how am I remembered after a conversation with a friend? How did I make those people feel? Not that I can make you, <clears throat> excuse me, not that I can make you feel anything, but was I kind? Was I patient? Did I listen to them with my open heart? So success for me today is living aligned with what I think each of our purpose is, and that is to be the best version of ourselves, regardless of what we do. For the you know, I've done a lot of things in my life. Mm-hmm. I've been in the corporate world, and I've been, you know, a lot of different things, and regardless of what position I may have that's looked at as successful by society, it's how I behave in that position that makes me a success or not. You know, people of values are people to value, and every day I work uh, uh, to make sure that I am living aligned with the values that create the best life. So that's success for me. And here's the, uh, the wonderful benefit of this is that we are happy as a result of that. That's where happiness comes from, when we live aligned with the values of our heart. Incredible. Incredible. Um, you know, we all talk about living you know, in alignment with our values. We talk about um, success and happiness. How do you actually, and I know you do this, how do you actually coach someone? Um, for or coach someone to to achieve uh, happiness and success because it's it's a complete reinvention of their mind. Aha! Uh-huh. 
<laughs> you have hit the nail on the head, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, the thing that I do with folks throughout the world every day, and it's such an honor, is to just get them to to see that what I have been able to accomplish by mastering a mind with a mind of its own. And through that experience... Oh, I like that. Mastering a mind with a mind of its own. Absolutely. We have to do that because we are not our mind. You know, our thoughts create our behavior and our behavior creates our life. But we are not our mind. That means that we have the control. That's what happened for me on the 43rd birthday when I was there, when that little voice answered, I am. That was the soul of Regina, who Regina really is, saying, hey, listen, you need to get it together. So I've I've gone on this journey for many, many years of putting down on paper how we actually connect to and live guided by that voice from our heart which is higher and wiser than our mind Mm -hmm. part of being able to listen to that consistently is to master a mind with a mind of its own and Mm -hmm. yeah I I do work with folks like that and and basically what it is in a very very little nutshell is to think about what you're thinking about while you're thinking it when we stay connected Wow, say that again now thinking about what you're thinking about (laughs) while you're thinking yes yes you know it was it came as a great shock to me that I actually think all of the time because I wasn't connected to what I was thinking and let me explain what I mean by being connected that is emotionally responsible for my thoughts because again my thoughts create my behavior my behavior creates my life so if I'm not in charge of what I'm thinking if not I am not emotionally responsible for my thoughts then I am not able to create the best life possible let me give you an example if you don't mind sure please uh, Okay, I, I might make it easier for folks to understand. And by the way, I'd like to say right now, this mastering a mind with the mind of its own process is not nearly as hard as your mind's going to tell you it is. <laughs> mm, okay? I like that. I like that. Well, because the mind is going to tell you it's impossible, it's easier said than done, it's part of my culture. You know, your mind is going to tell you a lot of stuff. My mind recently, or uh, in the book, uh, I use an example of, uh, you know, my mind telling me that I should look like Angelina Jolie. You know, that's not going to happen. So it's a wonderful example of how our mind tries to sell us things and we buy into them and there's a very big danger in that. When I was attempting to quit smoking, which I became very good at attempting because I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day for 22 years. Wow. uh, Yeah, that was was one of the abuses, the self-abuses that I used in addition to food and over shopping and other things, in order to try to fill the holes within my heart, I was trying to get back at those people that hurt me by hurting myself. Mm-hmm. And by mastering a mind with a mind of its own, I finally realized that. So I'm working on quitting smoking, and I try and try and try. My mind tells me that I can't do it. My mind tells me that I have to have a cigarette. All of these rationalizations that it comes up with. Mm-hmm. I am proud to say that about 15 years ago, I did quit smoking, and I did cold turkey. And here's how I did it. I had to set a boundary with my mind that regardless of what it was going to say to justify having just one cigarette, I needed to say no. And the I was that higher, wiser part that is the heart. That's what lead with your heart is about, how you remain connected to that wisdom so that you have the power to say no to your mind when it justifies that one cigarette. 
I am proud to say haven't had a cigarette since. I also reduced the $35,000 credit card debt from over shopping to zero. I lost those extra 60-something pounds that were justified by my mind. So that's the wonderful place to start. This is, this is the place that we need to start is the conversation in our head. That is amazing. Uh, you also talk about the path of self-responsibility, which is probably what you're talking about now, but can you elaborate a little bit more on what self-responsibility is? Because most people say, you know, just responsible or be responsible, but I think there's a little bit more to it when you add the, the uh, prefix of self. We are individuals, and yet we are all connected. All life is connected, and this is another one of those ahas that I had um, throughout my life. I've always been a nature lover, and I've always been a lover of people. I just have, even as a little child, I was very much uh, aware of our connection to all things. One of the things that I learned through this process of self-evaluation was that everything I think, everything I do, everything I say has the power to hurt someone or to, um, to make them feel, not to make them feel, but to support who they are. So for me, self-responsibility is making sure that I care about the wake that my behavior leaves. Is what I'm going to say sarcastic? Boy, I tell you what, I learned a huge lesson about what sarcasm really means. It wasn't witty and it wasn't clever. It is actually, going back to the origins of the word, it means to tear flesh. I learned that because I hurt someone with my sarcasm very, very badly. I'm responsible for me, all of me, and that is what personal responsibility is. That's responsibility for the self, whether that be our intellectual being, our emotional being, our physical being, or our spiritual being. And I've covered all of those in the book because it's the things that I do every day to be responsible for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't. Yeah, I can't control anybody other than me, and I can't change anyone other than me. But I tell you what, working on me has changed my entire life, and it's changed those folks around me, too. Amazing how that works. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Um, let's talk about, uh, you know, making those changes and the difference between uh, making choices out of fear versus making choices out of love. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, uh, I'm going to ask you a question. What choice have you ever made out of fear that really worked out well? Not one. Okay, me neither. <laughs> no, not one. I regret every decision. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and I think that, that so often in my life before, I made choices out of fear. You know, I've got to do this or else I won't be liked. I've got to do this or I won't be seen as a success. And when you're really sitting down, like I did, and looking at all of these things, we look at this stuff, Lippy, and we go, what the heck was I thinking at that time? Mm-hmm. And again, it comes back to what we're thinking and what we value. Um, I now know that if it is not love, then it is fear. And I, I go into great detail about what love is because for so many years, I had no clue what love was. I, I, I was not taught what love is. I'm not so sure a lot of us are taught what love is. We, we get this idea from television or from watching other people of what we think it is, but I tell you what, as someone who was abused and ridiculed and discriminated against, you can relate to all of these things. You were too. So was I. So was so many people that are listening today. I had no clue what love really was. 
So this this lead with your heart journey has been about how I love myself in order to be able to do the things that are most appropriate for me, not having to behave in such a way that's going to make people like me. I'm I'm no longer concerned if you like me. I would rather be respected, at least respect myself, for behaving aligned with my heart. Because I want to tell you something. No matter how good we are or how just we are, there's always going to be someone out there that's going to think you're horrible. (laughs) You know, it Mm -hmm. happens to me every day. Mm -hmm. Sure, (laughs) sure. That is so true. You know, you know, people say how, how well, you know, this, this spiritual path, this self-discovery path, this self-responsibility path is so uh, difficult. Uh, they, they, you know, they think that it's just, you know, they got to run around with life and, and not really live life to the fullest because they have to be good all the time and, and, and they have to make such radical changes. <coughs> you talk about the path of, of, of least resistance uh, by accepting your actions that create your life. Uh, uh, explain that a little bit more in detail for us. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that any anything that we think is difficult is the mind again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there we go right back around to that. You know, I can't I can't be a really good person because it's just too hard. That's mm-hmm. that's just not true. In fact, I want to tell you and what's what's so fascinating is our mind is just hilarious because now that I'm on the other side of that struggle where where I am now the master of my mind, life flows so much easier. Why? Because I'm listening to something that is a lot smarter than my head. My head will still be trying to convince me I could be like Angelina Jolie or couldn't quit smoking or any of those things. So uh, we have to really be responsible. That's the only thing we have to do. This is not some great list of things that you have to do every day. It's about being responsible to you for the legacy that you're creating right this second. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only, the moment is the only thing that we have to be concerned about. So sure. that's another reason that I spent time doing this because I was never really I had no clue all of the steps that I needed to do. What does creating a great life look like? You know, my gosh, it seemed so overwhelming until I actually sat down and started thinking about it. And you know what? These are ways of being in the world. That's all it is. I choose to be patient rather than impatient. I choose to be compassionate rather than cruel. These are choices that we make. And to answer your question, when we are on the side of love, then we create the best life possible because we're in what I consider to be the flow. You know, how many times have you behaved negatively and that really went well for you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, in my case, zero. So it, it really isn't this difficult journey that we think that we have to accomplish all of these things and give up all of this stuff that we really like to do. It's about being responsible for ourselves so that we do life in a great balance, that we don't hurt other people, that we do care about other people, because in doing that, we care for ourselves. During this process, uh, uh, you know, speak to us about, uh, I'm sure you had days where you had, this was a learning process, uh, where it all didn't click all at once, uh, uh-huh. or, uh, or maybe it did for you. I don't know, but um, I would I would assume that it was a process, and that uh, uh, you just had to be committed to that process. Yes, and I believe that that's why why we show that we love ourselves, and how we show that we love ourselves is being committed to doing the things that we know that are best for us, like stopping smoking, stopping overeating. 
uh, not being codependent, which I was. And yes, absolutely everything is a process. I'm still in process. And I plan to be in process till the day I die. And the day that I leave this particular uh, existence that I have now and I'm so grateful for. Every day is a learning experience. What I want to share with everyone and, and to reassure everyone is that it is a, a lifetime of small steps. Those small steps are easy to take. And here's the cool part. When you take one of those small steps and you do something that really changes your life, like quitting smoking, you become so powerful and so much devoted to being in love with yourself that you look for other things to change. The first thing we wow. do is, yeah, that's it. See, it's not this huge, giant process. It is, but it's a daily journey. That's all it is. You, it's how you behave when you're in the corporate CEO. It's how you behave when towards your children. You know, we have to remember that our actions teach. It's not our words. It's our actions. So each day is an opportunity for us to be the best version of ourselves. And you know what? If we don't get it right, which I didn't do overnight, then we get to try again. And this, the next time we're going to get it right. I love that. Um, talk to us about the self-talk. I know you, you, you alliterated on it earlier. Uh, but that, that self-talk, that mental chatter, uh, I mean, uh, millions of books have been written about it. Uh, uh, millions more speeches have been uh, spoken about it. Um, is there a particular syntax that you use of words or, or affirmations or something that you uh, have found uh, to be effective uh, in, in, in either uh, 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 eradicating the self-talk or, or at minimum just controlling it? I ask myself a series of questions whenever my mind comes up with anything. And one of, the, one of the questions is, is it real? Is it true? Is it important? Is it something that grandmother said to me when I was three years old? Is it something that a bully said to me when I was when, 10 years old and irrelevant at that point? So I think to boil this down to the easiest possible way is to ask yourself some hard questions about what your mind is telling you. You know, mm -hmm. for many years, my mind told me that I was worthless. And one day, I just confronted that thought and said, well, wait a second, what does that actually mean? And who said it? And by tracing that backwards, I got to go back in time and look at a couple of circumstances that caused that tape to go in my head. And by looking at that, looking at the circumstance, looking at who said it, I was able to say, wait a second, they were not qualified to determine if I'm worthless. I am worthy. Mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. that's, that's how we actually put this stuff into action is that we challenge a mind with a mind of its own. Now, I want to say very clearly now, this is not supposed to be an antagonistic relationship. This is not you against your mind. This is loving our mind into the function that it was designed to be, and that is a tool for the higher, wiser part of us, which is our heart. So I don't want folks to think that this is a battle. It is a, uh, a lesson in being purposeful, in asking ourselves those hard questions, and just mm -hmm. challenging it. You know, our mind is going to come up with some of the weirdest stuff. We have to we we have to just challenge that. 
You know, you've got to be kidding me, really? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, now, one of the things that I have discovered in my own mind is that uh, if once I do an exercise where, uh, you know, something uh, comes in and tries to consume uh, uh, that space uh, and I do uh, whatever technique uh, or process is necessary to eradicate it, um, right behind that, another one will come right up. I mean, you know, how over a period of time does it begin to uh, those thoughts do they begin to quell do they begin to subside uh, or is it a daily um, I, I don't want to use the term battle but is it a daily awareness uh, or practice that probably is a better word um, to to mitigate the this this uh, uh, self-talk that you have and, and with all of these memories that, that we're carrying around I believe, in my case, that, and I can only speak for me, that the conversation will continue for the rest of my life. Why? <laughs> you know, and here's the thing that's really beautiful How about that. How honest is that? How honest is that? that, is, that, that you can't well, get more honest than that. <laughs> well, I don't want to give folks the, the idea that all of a sudden you're going to uh, reach some sort of state where your mind doesn't talk. Your mind is going to talk to you all the time. My mind continues to talk to me today about, you know, a thousand different things. What what becomes very easy, though, is our ability to say, excuse me, <laughs> and just to push that out because we realize very quickly how ridiculous some of these things are. But I will be the first to tell you, yes, the conversation still goes on. I pretend, you know, I, I can't pretend that it doesn't. It is. But now I am the master. And the reason that I am the master is because I have gotten very good as you and everybody else on the planet can too, this is not me, I'm not special, at determining if your thoughts are aligned with love or not. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Those, those 26 behaviors of love that it took me years to identify, compassion, kindness, loyalty, honesty, I consider those to be like a giant filter in our heart. And our thoughts need to filter through our hearts so that we are aware and purposeful before we allow something to come out of us that's going to hurt someone else or ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how easy it is if it is not aligned with one of those behaviors. It's things that we want to be patient, kind, loyal, honest, understanding, accepting. If it's not those things, then it's not aligned with love. Then we get to say, hmm, oh, it must be prejudice, it must be fear, and all of these come from the wounded part of us that feels separate rather than together. I love that. I love that. Um, You know, something that um, I think is... is, uh, well, I was going to say challenging, but I'm 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 working on changing my language here. Um, <laughs> I know who I, have, I know who I have on the phone here with me. Um, but um, you talk about uh, be, become uh, comfortable with not being popular, um, and, and I think that's something most people uh, would not necessarily think of is a, a crux or an issue. Uh, but it actually is. That is in reference to when we set boundaries out of love for ourselves because we're experiencing um, the wake of someone's negative behavior, whether that's abuse or mistreatment or uh, psychological harassment or any of those other things, or Mm -hmm. with me 
of smoking for 22 years or abusing myself that way. So when you and I work to become more, then those folks that are not necessarily interested in or they are terrified of the thought of becoming more, living more aligned with whatever, you know, it's a, it's a fearful process if you approach it with the mind. It can't, change can't be approached with the mind. It has to be approached with the heart. So like that's, that. that's like what that. I'm, yeah, you know, our mind is never going to change <laughs> us. We have to get our mind to fall in line with what our, our goals are. If you want to be a patient person, you're going to have to train your mind to take, a, a, you know, a, a little bit of time before you just react. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we do have to become comfortable with being unpopular when we set those boundaries, not when we live from heart. Because look around you. Every single person that is glorified in the media because they are a wonderful and honorable person, we love them. We adore them. You know, I watch videos all the time of everyone from professional sports figures to uh, a soccer player to all of these people that really are in line with their heart. We love them. We want to be like them. My point is we can not Mm -hmm. like them, but Mm -hmm. we can be the best version of ourselves too. Because when we do that, people truly respect us and love us. Because why? Philippi, we respect and love ourselves. That's the greatest way to get other folks to, to be around you because they love you because you love you. I like that. I like that a lot. They love you because you love you. That's really wonderful. Um, you talk about it in the book, uh, and again, this has been written many times, but I really want your take on it, and that is not just uh, forgiving others who have, um, uh, in your mind, harmed you, but uh, also forgiving yourself. What is your um, special position, if you will, uh, on this uh, life, you know, lifelong uh, journey uh, and battle of, of, of self-forgiveness and external forgiveness? I took a long time to beat myself up for all of those things that I considered to be mistakes. And one day I had another aha, which, by the way, I don't think ahas are limited to one or two times. I've had, like, tons of them over my life. And what I mean by that is that we come to a realization of something of a wisdom within our heart. Let me give you the example of beautiful Dr. Maya Angelou when she says, when you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that really mean? Well, it means that when you know that your words, sarcasm, are hurting someone else, then you're not going to do it anymore. But if, like me, you did it for many years, you can spend that time and that energy beating yourself up for something that you can never go back and change. Or you can use that same energy to change to the point where it doesn't happen again. If you really think about this, isn't that the only way that we can make right what we've done is to not do it again? That's what forgiveness is all about, is the understanding that if you had known better at the time from an emotional, responsible position... Now, in your head, you could have known better. That's a totally different circumstance. Your head, like I said, is going to justify all sorts of stuff. That's why we have the abuse that we do on the planet today. The mind rationalizes that it's okay. But when you become emotionally responsible for your behavior, then you release anything that you cannot change in the past, and you become determined to change what you can from here on out. 
that's why I was able to forgive myself for all of the stuff that, ooh, man, I beat myself up for way too long. Never did any good. Never. The same applies, Philippi, for other people. I forgave the people that sexually molested me. I forgave the church that condemned me. I've forgiven a lot of people in my life. And what that means is that I don't condone what they did is right, and I'm not waiting around for them to apologize. I'm not going to forget any of that treatment, but I'm no longer going to be energetically connected to those folks any longer. I have forgiven and released them. And what that means is I no longer hold the resentment that they should have done it differently. Hello, of course. (laughs) But they didn't. So where do we go from here? Forgiveness is huge for us. We, We can't do it different until we know how. Oh, my gosh, I'm loving this. Now, look, I, w- I do want you on Super Soul Sunday. I want you, I want you in the master's class with Oprah for crying out loud. we got to send this, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This needs to go worldwide. Um, first of all, uh, how can people get in contact with you and your work? Because I assume you do personal counseling and, and have a plethora of other uh, you know, audio products and, and, and various different methods uh, of teaching. Everything that is available for for anyone out there who is interested in, in achieving a different level of happiness in their life and, and contentment is available on romancingyoursoul.com. We have a little bit of a group following over at Facebook at Romancing Your Soul. It's and not little. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know That's what? I, it's, correct. it's not little people. <laughs> Every single one of those folks is very important to me, so I view us all as one. So what's a quarter of a million among friends, you know? That's right. That's right. I'm going to say 250K, you are amazing, and I mean you are amazing. Well, let me, let, me, uh, let me interrupt just for a second because sure, I want to make this very clear, and it's very important for me to share this, and that is that I am living such a life of an incredible life, and I have created the best life from the life I was given, and I know that every single one of us can do it. I am not special. I am not different. I am just so excited to have gone through the journey and now can look back and say, look, here's what I have done Please don't suffer. You know, I want you to be happy. I want you to have the life that you want. So this book was channeled through me. I know that sounds real woo-woo, but let me tell you, you know, sitting in the chair for 10 years and, and letting those other three books roll off first before this one, it's, it's definitely a lesson in self-discipline, but I have to take the credit only for that I was willing and open to share my heart. I believe something much greater than myself um, is, is the inspiration behind everything that I share. Mm-hmm. I really sort of just work for someone, if you know what I mean, whatever that energy is. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, give us that web address, though. We didn't get that. Yeah, romancingyoursoul.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, romancingyoursoul.com. And so everything is connected from there, all of your social Everything. Twitter, yeah, I got a lot of, YouTube, lot of good free that. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, you, you, this, this was interesting in the book. Uh, managing clean spaces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speak to me about that. Why is that? needed, necessary, important, but in particular important enough to put in the book because there's a lot of good, heavy stuff in the book, and I thought this was interesting uh, uh, in terms of your, your approach on that. For me, I found that my 
outer environment is a reflection of my inner environment. So when I was surrounded by a whole lot of stuff, it felt cluttered, especially those things that you get from your exes that, you know, no longer have that great energy that they once did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I I truly feel energy from the stuff that I have in my house. And again, this is not some woo-woo stuff. I think that you experience this too. If you've got a cluttered house, then you're going to be distracted by so much stuff that you're not going to be able to concentrate on what's most important. So maintaining a clean space is about really about how we maintain a clean heart. And part of that, I think, is is really releasing a lot of this clutter that we have around us. Things will never bring us happiness. Things only have memories. And, you know, if you get something really cool from someone that you love, then that's very special. I can name on, on I guess, about one hand, I can count the most important things in my life. And that really, I think, is a, an achievement that when we all have that, we just feel free. So part of that is maintaining clean spaces. I have another one in there about making time to play. Play is so much of an important part of our lives, and often we only think that's for children. Not true. You and I need to get up and go out there and play too, whatever that might be. So there's a lot of things that I do every day to maintain balance. I think that that's what that's all about, Mm -hmm. maintaining balance in our life and how we do that. Well, I can honestly say, and uh, you know, you know, I, I know you know some of the work that I have done, uh, and I, I truly believe that this book you came into my life exactly when I needed it, and I'm so so glad and honored that I was able to uh, have you on the show uh, and and to be able to experience this. <laughs> and what I would love uh, is I, I, I would like for you to come back. I would like to do a live, you, you know, we're doing a live show now, and I would love for you to come back and do a Google Hangout with us and do it live so that it can be broadcast to uh, tens of thousands or if not millions of people um, and um, even take some question and answers from the world audience. Uh, I just think you're absolutely amazing. I love you, love what, you, what, what you're about, uh, and I just I'm blessed that you listen. And, and ask the questions, and we're able to translate that into this wonderful work because, as I told you earlier before we started the interview, this is so needed in the world. Oh, thank you so much. And you know what? I'm ready. I can be ready for a Google Hangout in about 30 minutes if you want. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I love a woman that knows her technology. That's awesome. <laughs> well, that, is, that is hot right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Well, I have to confess that if you don't know it, then you can find someone on your team that does, and and they just set me up with that. I had my first uh, Internet television interview the other day, and so I'm like rocking with my first experience. You would be my second or maybe third, so I don't know about knowing the technology. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, my love. So so it's clear that uh, we can have you back on the show because I want you back on the show. Thank you. It would be an honor. Very much so. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing the time with me because I know you are busy uh, because you can't do what you're doing and not be. So I, I just thank you for taking the time out uh, and speaking with me and, and, and uh, our audience uh, for a period of time. Thank you, sir. It was a deep honor for me. All right, my dear. You take care, and we'll, I'll be in touch with you soon so that we can schedule that live show. I'm looking forward to it. All right. You take care, Regina. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.